0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in. It's the Thursday, July 14th edition. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We're here today until 6 o'clock. We'll take your phone calls, of course, at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up today on the show, I've got another guest from the Sun Belt. This time is someone we've already talked to last year. Looking forward to continuing to talk to Adam Witten. He is the play-by-play voice for Apt State, and he handles all the play-by-play duties for the Mountaineers. So I'm looking forward to talking to him as this is the rivalry that I'm most excited about. I think Marshall Apt State. But I say that now before we get into some of these matchups. It could be Marshall and Georgia Southern. That could be one that really forms into something nice again. And again, I remember, I'm showing my age a little bit, but I remember those days in the Southern Conference, and I'm not shy about telling you that was my favorite time of Marshall Athletics. For you, it might be the MAC, And I'm not talking about the teams we saw, the teams that, Marshall Fielding, because everybody loves Chad Pennington, Randy Moss, Troy Brown, Byron Lefwich. The list goes on. We could could talk a while. Everyone loves those days. But, hey, Marshall was basketball school in the 80s. You could talk about football all you want today. Marshall, at one point, was a basketball school. And, of course, I remember vividly those good times in the Southern Conference. And Appalachian State, App State. Really a a fun team to get after. You have potential for rivalries again here. And you have potential for games you care about again. Because, let's be honest, there weren't too many games we cared about as fans, as supporters of the Thundering Herd. And now, I've always believed that it doesn't matter the opponent for Marshall. It's you're coming to the game to see Marshall. It's always you're coming to see Marshall. That's just always been my feeling, my message. Doesn't matter. You could hate the schedule. You could hate all the teams coming in. You could really not care. But at that point, it really depends on your entertainment value. But if you're a fan of Marshall, you want to see Marshall play. And the opponent is, of course, the other half of the equation. Now, with that said, nobody wants to see Marshall play against teams you have no interest in. And I think the Sun Belt helps here with that. So, And I think you've got an athletic director that's going to try to get some interesting matchups, uh, non-conference. I think Mike Hamrick had some really interesting matchups, non-conference. Hey, everybody, Notre Dame, who handled that business? That was Mike Hamrick. That was Mr. Hamrick who put that one on the schedule. Marshall-Notre Dame? Yeah, that's a pretty good game. So... There's always going to be those games where you schedule so you can have a, I don't want to say an easy game, but like you have a money game. You have a game you bring in so you can make money. You're trying to schedule here sensibly, and you're trying to go to destinations that make sense and that are fun for Thundering Herd fans. So I think, honestly, the conference is going to help because now... I'm excited about Marshall playing Georgia Southern and Appalachian State and guess what, Coastal Carolina, and the list goes on. I'm interested in a lot of these matchups, and I can't wait. And, of course, you have Southern Miss. That's always there, and I like Southern Miss. I always thought that a good Southern Miss meant a good Conference USA. If Southern Miss was one of the premier teams in your league in the Sun Belt, it's going to be great because if Southern Miss is one of your premier teams and the Sun Belt, Sun Belt's going to be doing well. Same thing with Conference USA. I will I will, to this day say that when Southern Miss was a premier team, a premier program, I thought this that Conference USA was better. And as the Sun Belt goes, I think Southern Miss is going to be a part of that. If Southern Miss is really good – it's going to be good for the league, a premier team. I'm not saying win the championship every year, but I'm just saying it's an upper echelon team year in and year out, I think, and winning a championship now and then, winning a West Division, winning a championship. And of course, if you're a Hurd fan, you want to win all the championships. Give me all all of them. I want them all. I want to be like Coach Grassy. I want to have a shelving problem with my trophies and my awards and my hardware. I just want to wake up and like, yeah, okay, let's put that over there in the corner. Yeah, bring recruits in. You're, you're stepping over them. He yeah, has our trophies. Just flexing like that. That's how I want to be. But uh, I'm excited. So Adam Witten, my guest, he is going to be with us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk to him about the brand-new season with App State and the rivalry renewed between Marshall and App State. We'll get your phone calls in. Of course, you know the number. It's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And we've got a text line for you. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We had Pirates Baseball earlier this afternoon. My uh, esteemed intern sporting all the Pittsburgh gear today. Christian Palmer. He's got the Pittsburgh Pirates hat. He's got the Steelers shirt. And he had a great afternoon. Got to come into work and listen to the Pirates in action. Now, good news. The Pirates went into extra innings. What happened, Christian? What happened today? The Pirates, once again, go into extra innings and did we get a winner? Did we get a winner today for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Uh, we did not. Now I, I was uh, I was focusing in on the prep sheet as well near the end of the game, but I, I was I was half You're doing your you're doing your homework so two, today. Two straight days we take the lead in extra innings and then we blow it once again. So they've been playing better, but a, a couple of close losses and they've had a lot of those this year. You know. I need to do this a little bit later on. I gotta, I gotta text the boss. I gotta check in on him because I talked to him this morning and he was, he was mad. Not mad as in throwing stuff, angry visibly taking it out. He was just like mad. You know, sports fan mad. Like yeah, we should have won that yesterday. Mike, you got a great, you got a game today. Yeah, you got late morning, early afternoon baseball today, and they go to extra. And they lose again in extra. All right, Pirates baseball all season long right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pirates two game losing streak now. Uh, again, I got to check in on the boss a little bit later on, make sure he's doing okay. Make sure he's fine. Uh, he was there was some hope there the 1-4. He was there was a win streak going on and then now they've dropped the last two. Pirates again coming up. Uh, We've got all the action for you all season long. Uh, All-Star breaks coming up here real soon, so uh, a few days off. But don't worry, we've got you covered. We'll have the All-Star game as well right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. So looking forward to all of that. When we continue, we're going to talk Marshall and App State. Adam Witten joins me. He's my guest. He calls all the play-by-play for App State fans. We will talk to him when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Still to come, we are efforting Adam Witten. He is the play-by-play voice for App State that is a broadcasting term that we made up in the industry to basically cover the fact that uh, we're having technical difficulties and we can't get him right now. So we're efforting. Uh, that is um, that is a buzzword here. So, again, uh, we've got an intern in the studio. We're trying to teach him all the tricks of the trade here. So we'll get him on, as I said. We are efforting him as we speak. Until then, I've got the text line open up for you. It is real simple. It's 304 396 TALK, 304 396 8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, hey, some good basketball news coming out today. We find out that there could be a, a MVP for a former Thundering Herd player, Jared West. He is considered a front runner for the NBL MVP award, the NBL MVP. The NBL is the New Zealand Pro Basketball League and West plays for the Nelson Giants. He transferred to Louisville this past season, finished out his eligibility with the Cardinals and then uh, wanted to continue his pursuit into a pro basketball career and he found himself uh, in the New Zealand Pro Basketball League, and he's got an opportunity to uh, be the MVP. I don't care what level of professional basketball you play. For the most part, if you're playing professional basketball, it's definitely better than college. You see a lot of guys who could be in the NBA. You see a lot of guys who could be the next level. But there are only so many opportunities in the NBA, and there's so many talented players out there. And of course, you got to understand with the NBA, there are there are so many factors that go into who gets on a team. And so, you know, if your if you're trying to build a roster, you got to be a hundred percent sure. And you see how rosters are built. Sometimes it doesn't work out. So. A guy like Jared finding some success, you know, wants to work himself into an opportunity, maybe to make a team. And uh, this is a a pretty nice uh, opportunity for him to finish as the MVP of the New Zealand Pro Basketball League. And it reflects well on him. That's it. He's a tough player. I wish he was on the team last season because this is the kid that, when he started playing, my first thoughts, I want this kid to score more. I want to see him score more. And then by the time his career ended with Marshall, I was thinking to myself, what was I saying? What was I saying? He he can score, but he is a bulldog out there. And you had to pack a lunch. You had to pack a lunch to deal with him because guess what? He was somebody who could – Definitely make your life miserable on the basketball court. So Jared West, uh, potential MVP in the New Zealand Pro Basketball League. That is uh, an outstanding achievement for him, and you know it kind of reflects well on him and Marshall as well. Yeah, you know, sure he played that one year at Louisville. You know, wanted to finish up a uh, different opportunity, use some eligibility. But at the same time, uh, Jared, uh, for the most part, uh, always will be a, a son of Marshall. Let's turn our attention now to the Sun Belt. It's been only 14 days since Marshall has become an official member, but uh, we've been enjoying it so far. And one of the rivalries that we get to see on a yearly basis in all sports will be with App State and rejoining us on the program. It's good to hopefully talk to him on a, a, a more frequent basis. He's the play-by-play voice for App State. Adam Witten is with us. Adam, good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Uh, I'm excited. We get Marshall App State on a yearly basis. Uh, That's something we kind of touched on last time we spoke. Now we get it in all sports, and I don't know how the App State fan base uh, feels about it, but I know as Marshall fans, we love this matchup.
1: We love the matchup, too. And right after the thrilling game on that Thursday night in Boone last season, our head coach, Sean Clark, got up in his press conference and said, this is a game that we should be playing every year. You know, he was playing back when App and Marshall were rivals in the Southern Conference, and so he knows what the rivalry meant, and for that game to happen for the first time uh, back in Boone, not knowing what was to come in terms of uh, when these two teams would be part of the same conference or if they would be part of the same conference, you know, he he was, uh, you know, did a little fortune-telling there, and and now we've got this matchup every single year, and, you know, I, I think the one thing that this has done for the app fan base, I don't know if the Marshall fan base feels the same way is now that we've gone through this latest wave of, of realignment with the UCLA USC news to the big 10, this is really done nothing quite honestly, rather than reinforce to our fans that this is the right conference alignment for, for this fan base, for this school, for this league. um, And because it maximizes rivalries and regionality and it really puts games and matchups that the fans want to see at the top of the priorities and so that's been kind of interesting to see is we were really excited about the way the conference was shaking out to begin with seeing the way that some of the the moves and and the things that have dictated this latest round of realignment um, have really just spoken to, to our fans to say yeah we're in a pretty good situation now
0: I'm going to take you back to that game last year. Were you surprised once we got to the game, how much the fans really got into it? It wasn't just here are a couple good teams that have some history going at it. It really felt like that the rivalry never stopped and it intensified as that game was being played.
1: Yeah, it really did. And and I think it really started at the very beginning. You know, I was, I remember doing our pregame show outside the stadium and, you know, for a midweek game, a non-Saturday game, Boone, North Carolina, a lot like Huntington. You know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a big town. It's a college, It's got a college vibe to it. Um, and a lot of our fan base has to travel to Boone. You know, our largest alumni bases are at least 90 minutes to two hours away from Boone. And so that's really difficult to do on a, on a Thursday night. And so we're, we're very reliant on student support and really relying on people that say, you know what, I know it's going to be a drag getting up for work on Friday or it might be tough to take Friday off of work, but, you know, I'm going to do it because this game matters so much. And to see a darn near sold-out crowd around 30,000 people on a Thursday night in that game, I mean, you guys have seen enough games around the country on TV on these Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, and you know that those stadiums aren't full. We see it all the time. Um, that's something that you sacrifice in being in those games. But the atmosphere for that particular game, I think really spoke to everybody to say, yeah, it's really cool that after you know 20 plus years, um, this rivalry still means something. This game still means something because these are two prominent programs at this level of college football. And, um, and now that we get to see it every year is fantastic. So, you know, even though we, you know, we got a great game, and App was able to come back and win it in the fourth quarter. Nate Noel ha- had a great performance in that game. Our young running back over over 100 yards just in the fourth quarter alone. Late field goal from Chandler Staten to put App over the top. So we got a tremendous game, great finish late in the fourth quarter. At least if you're an App State fan. But to me, what stood out was just the atmosphere and getting, you know, around 10,000 students showing up for that game. Really, really proved to to me as somebody who went to school after the team separated from the Southern Conference, uh, it really just kind of showed to me that, yeah, even after all these years, this game still means something.
0: You excited it's going to carry over to not just football now. We're getting back to basketball. We're getting into some of the other sports, but you know, primarily it's going to be football and basketball. Once Marshall Baseball gets its new stadium and hopefully gets that program on the upswing, Baseball is very important to App State, so hopefully that carries over as well. But is this a football-only rivalry, or will this carry over to the other sports? How how do App State fans respond to some of those other sports?
1: Well, you know, this this is a rivalry that we need in other sports because what App faced in its move to the to the Sun Belt is is the same thing. That it faced in football, with all sports, and that you, you lost a lot of those natural rivalries. You know, Georgia Southern thankfully came over as a, as a rival, and you've built new rivalries with schools like Georgia State and Coastal Carolina. Um, but you need not just you need not just the games that mean something because of who's wearing the other color jersey, and and games that fans care about because those schools are are ones that they recognize and there's a history with. Um, but also from a geographic standpoint uh, you know one of the benefits of this league is that you know it's going to reduce travel costs and the impact on travel time and it, it's going to be a win there and i just love the fact that when we go on the road when basketball goes on the road when volleyball goes on the road softball you know you mentioned if we if we once we get to you know a good baseball showdown um, games that people can go to because huntington and boone are not very far away so Uh, the more opportunities that you can get fans to go out and see their team play more than just at home, I think is a big deal. And depending on where our fan base, you know, lives around the state or even in Southern Virginia, um, Southwest Virginia, then Huntington may not be very far for them either. It may be just as much of a drive as it is to get the boon. So I'm really excited to see it. It's just going to make this league better, more attractive in, in so many different ways. So, yeah, I, I really do hope that we see uh, a growing rivalry in, in sports just beyond football.
0: When you look at the league before Marshall and now with Marshall, where are Appalachian State's primary rivalries? You know, I, I'm assuming Marshall is going to factor into that quite nicely, but sure. is is there a game that App State fans look at and say that's our rival? And do you think it could be Marshall, or is there already a team in the Sun Belt that just no one can stand? That that's the team you got to get. You can't lose to them.
1: Yeah, the the big rival for App is Georgia Southern, and and that goes back to to the Southern Conference. You know, Georgia Southern kind of uh, assumed that position after Marshall left the league in the in the late nineties. Um, Georgia Southern became that primary rival, and and a lot of it was because those programs were so good at the 1AA level uh you know Georgia Southern won 6 national championships at the 1AA level app was trying to get to that point Georgia Southern was always the team kind of standing in their way from being elite and then app became a team that won 3 consecutive titles in, in the mid 2000s. So those teams have been among the lead of one double a slash FCS for so long that they became instant rivals. And then that they, you know, they come over to the Sundell conference in the same year in 2014. So you still were able to carry that rivalry over. So, you know, until Marshall joined the league, you know, this past, this past summer, um, You know it's um it's it's always been app and georgia southern as the big rivals that's that's what we would refer to as hate week um they've they've finally started scheduling that game on the last week of the regular season which is when you typically play your biggest rival in college football but you know as as we saw in the southern conference app developed a, a pretty good rivalry with furman as well western carolina they played for a trophy called the old mountain jug so there were more than one Um, and that's what made the season and and the entire schedule so exciting, and that's what they have this year. So, you know, you've got Marshall that you've got history with and are going to be two prominent programs that are going to compete for championships year after year, and there's a history there. Georgia Southern as as your main rival that came over to the conference uh, on the same year. Coastal Carolina has now risen up to to become a a very powerful program in the East Division. So App and Coastal will become a big game because – It's going to mean something. It it could decide who wins the East along with Marshall. And then in that East Division, you've got programs like JMU, who is a a top-flight program in in FCS that the Mountaineers have a history with. Georgia State, which is a growing program. And you've got former App State people that are there. when Their head coach is a former App State guy. Their AD was from App State. So there's just so many – reasons to care about the games that app is going to play primarily in the sun belt particularly in that east division and and i think you put you're going to end up putting marshall right up there with georgia southern maybe a close second right now in terms of biggest rival but that's just because they're, they're new to being conference members together for the first time since the 90s but i think when it's all said and done app and marshall is going to be just as big of a rivalry
0: so where did the where did the term come from? You mentioned it's hate week. It's deeper than hate if I understand, right? Appalachian State Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. Deeper than hate. Where did that come from? I love it. I'm all for it, but yeah, I'm just curious where that came from.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I honestly don't know the answer. Um it's it's something I should I should research. I'd love to know the answer as well. I don't know where that began. I know it it happened before my time at Appalachian I started As a student there in in the year 2000, and it was already called hate week or deeper than hate um, around that time. So um, I'm sure somebody coined it in the late 90s, though I don't know who's responsible for it. Um, But, yeah, good question. Uh, I'd love to know the answer myself.
0: Hopefully we can come up with a catchy phrase for Marshall and App State uh, down the line. Uh, the game this year played in Huntington, so the return trip. Uh, you get to see the new turf. It might look familiar to you. It has a black end zone. I'm sure App State fans have already poked uh, some holes and had some fun with that. Uh, that that coincidence there.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the last couple of trips to Huntington that I can recall um, have, have not been great. Uh, my first trip to Huntington, like I said, I, I didn't start – um, working around App State football until 2000. So my first trip there was, I believe that was the 02 season, um, uh, Byron Lefwich senior year. And, uh, you know, they, they, they rolled us as, a, as, an, as an FCS program at the time. That was, that was good, but not great just yet. And then last year's game, or two years ago, you know, 2020, it was kind of cool because, you know, because of the way the schedule got all uh, out of whack because of COVID, Um, you know, that game gets picked up as the 3:30 CBS game because they didn't have an SEC game for that week. Um, you know, had about a what third capacity that was allowed in that stadium, uh, ended up being a good game as well. So, you know, I haven't been to Huntington in front of a huge atmosphere with two teams kind of on level playing field in terms of same conference, same level of football. This game's going to be toward the end of the season. So, you know, it could have huge implications to who wins the East Division. So, yeah, whether it's the turf or the atmosphere or the stakes, um, this is going to be one of the most anticipated trips to to Huntington for App State football since uh, since those you know slugfests back in the '90s.
0: Yeah, and just um, just an added note, it's uh, going to be played on November twelfth. That is the designated seventy five game. So uh, you know the fans are going to be really uh, hyped up for that one. And yeah, uh, I I don't think of a, I can't think of a better opponent because this is this is the memories that I'm excited for because I do remember those days in the Southern Conference. So I remember how how fun it was because yeah, as you know. You know, Marshall and the Mac, okay, there were some rivalries there. It just didn't feel the same for me. Uh, Get into Conference USA, I mean, sure, you're going to have a huge rivalry with Rice. No, Uh, I think that's why, you know, you hit it perfectly. This league makes sense from top to bottom. Uh, The question is, how good is App going to be? Are we going to see the the same level of – how good are they going to be? I think this is, again, this is a scary team year in and year out. I don't see a weakness here.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a team that's got a ton of talent coming back, as, as they usually do. You know, since they've had so much success at the Sun Belt and with the coaching, even though they've gone through some coaching turnover over the last few years, they've been able to maintain success, maintain recruiting at a high level. Um, they've put huge investments into facilities and resources and um, and, and have come up with great schedules our ticket sales have, are better than they've ever been and so the support is there and, and the product on the field is is right there with it you know this year the biggest question mark on offense is that wide receiver uh, they lost four incredible super senior wide receivers a year ago who had you know had been all faces of that group for, for the better part of five years and so um, not that they don't have the talent they just don't have the the guys with the experience yet they're just a bunch of names and and guys that have played here and there and they've had some production but in terms of being out there for a bulk of the snaps at receiver uh we just haven't seen it yet i think they're faster more athletic more raw talent than previous receivers um but you know when you need a guy to make a play one-on-one or make a big catch on third down and absorb the hit and hold on to the football to keep a drive alive We just haven't seen that kind of stuff yet. I think they're capable, um, but we won't really know until we get into live game action. Outside of that, though, four starters back on the offensive line. Chase Bryce is is back for his 17th year as a quarterback in college football uh, after breaking the school's single-season record in passing yards a year ago. Running backs are as good as they've ever been in terms of depth, in terms of talent. It's still the same two headed monster that was there a year ago at Kipper Stadium and Camp Peoples and Nate Noel. You know, defensively, again, you lose some big names like DeMarco Jackson who gets drafted to the NFL. You lose Sean Jolly, a former All American at corner, but you just you, you next man up and again it's gonna be some new faces, some new names, but guys that are just as talented just have been waiting in the wings for their opportunity. So I, I think the biggest thing for App this year is their schedule is incredibly difficult. They open at home against North Carolina, then they go on the road to face Texas A&M, which will likely be a preseason top 10 team. So I've been saying to a lot of people that App may be as good or better than last year when they went 10-2. and Their record just may not be as good because the schedule and the conference are, are both so much tougher this year.
0: Joining us on the program, Adam Witten. He is the play-by-play voice for App State. What's the basketball schedule look like to you? You've seen this league uh, for several years now. How do you feel about how this basketball schedule is shaking out? Uh, I know this is Marshall's first go around. Uh, several games in February are going to be on the road. Uh, you know how are App State fans taking to the way basketball is being scheduled?
1: Yeah, I think the basketball schedule turned out pretty well this year. You know they just released the entire schedule because you had the conference schedule earlier this week and the non-conference schedule released today. Uh, apps got 17 home games, which I think is the most that we've ever had in terms of an entire season. So, um, you know, renewing rivalries with ETSU and Furman and, uh, playing Charlotte, all teams that are within an hour or two drive. So again, recapturing some of those regional rivalries that we lost after leaving the Southern conference, ETSU, East Tennessee state is a, is a big one. That uh, was a big game every year in the Southern conference. Um, and then they went away, but started getting back to them from a non-conference perspective, you know, playing on the road against ACC competition. They're playing at Wake Forest this year. And then, you know, in conference, this this is a league that I hope eventually we get to, to being a multi big, a big league. I think it's got the talent, got the ability to, to do so. Um, just haven't quite been there yet. But App's been right there. They won the league in 2020. In, uh, 21, um, the COVID year. And then, uh, last year they were able to secure a first round bye in the Sunbelt tournament and had a chance to go all the way again. So, you know, been right there the last couple of years, Dustin Kearns is, is still there at the helm and doing wonderful things with the program. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think basketball is a little bit up in the air in terms of the strength of the league, because there's a lot of teams that have the ability to be great. We just haven't really seen it on a consistent basis. Um, I tell you, though, the one thing that jumps out to me in terms of this new conference is this this baseball league that, that everyone's going into is is by far the toughest conference of any sport that, that the Sun Belt sponsors. Baseball is going to be incredible this upcoming season. So a uh, big, big challenge ahead for schools like App and Marshall uh, to try to be successful in the Sun Belt. But you're looking at a league that could have four or five bids to the NCAA tournament every year.
0: That's what I'm hoping for. and I'm happy that Marshall is in this league because I thought Conference USA took baseball seriously until I started seeing the fans interact in this league. And this league takes it seriously. The fans, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if baseball is bigger than football or just about in this league.
1: At some schools, you, you could make a case for that. Um, you know, football is, is Certainly at uh, programs like App and Marshall and Georgia Southern, um, you know, but but you go to a place like Coastal Carolina, yes, their football program is good, but when they're not having, you know, a a miraculous undefeated regular season like they did in 2020 – is football a bigger deal than baseball down there? Baseball won a national championship at Coastal Carolina. You know, baseball's a big sport in the state of South Carolina at the college ranks. So, um, you know, Southern Miss is, a, is an incredible baseball program. Old Dominion, Texas State was really good this past year. So I think in a program like Texas State, you know, you might, you might wonder. Now, football is always king in the state of Texas, but – you know, when you're as successful as some of these programs are at the sport of baseball and maybe not as much in football like at Texas State, um, who knows? You, you could get a lot of support, maybe even more so than football at times in this league. I just I can't wait to see how good it is, just how it hopefully at the you know, rising tide lifts all boats and it's just going to make all these programs so much stronger, make more players want to play in this league because they have better chances to play at the postseason. More scouts are going to be at their games watching because of all the talent in the league. And I just I hope that it's something that provides to be great competition and a lot more success for programs like App and Marshall.
0: Let's get soccer going. That's all we need. Marshall App State soccer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been asking about that at App because uh, you know now the Sun Belt is bringing back soccer. And my goodness, what a soccer league now in the Sun Belt. Um, but you know app still does not have plans to to bring back men's soccer Uh, they still have a women's soccer program playing in the Sun Belt but my goodness I mean I I guess I didn't think about men's soccer because app doesn't play it but uh, you can make a case that men's soccer in the Sun Belt is is just as competitive and high level as as baseball but yeah I mean you talk about Marshall and men's soccer that's that's a championship program obviously so um, it's a question that people ask a lot but You know, right now, this is uh, it's not something on the radar app App was sponsoring more sports than any any school in the Sun Belt. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that programs like that and men's tennis had to had to be cut. But, um, you know, even with the Sun Belt bringing it back, it's not something that app is, is really working on right now.
0: My guest is Adam Witten. He's the play-by-play voice for App State. We'll see you soon in Huntington for football, and then uh, after Christmas, we'll see a first conference game for Marshall on December 29th in men's basketball. So uh, you'll be seeing a lot of Huntington here in the next few
1: weeks. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. I've got uh, I've got in-laws in Cincinnati, Ohio, so Huntington's almost a halfway point between where I live and where they live. So. Uh, my my wife and her family were all going to meet in Huntington for that game on, in November. So already looking forward to it.
0: That's outstanding, Adam. Thanks for doing this again. I appreciate it. Can't wait to get you back here in Huntington. Uh, we'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, anytime, guys. Appreciate it.
0: As Adam Witten, he is the voice of App State. We'll talk more about App State as we get closer to game time, both football and basketball. I'm excited for it. Let's get App State soccer. Let's get that going. I'm glad Chris Grassi wasn't listening because he would have called in and said, look, you might be really good in baseball, but this is a soccer league. You know Chris Grassi would have done that. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. We are wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Plenty of time for your text. We will do that at 304-396-TALK. That is 304-396-8255. Paul Swan, your host. This is The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. How excited are you for what we're 7 7 weeks away now did I do my math right about 7 weeks away give or take here for the start of football season how excited are you i'm pretty excited about it and i get to see a lot of you soon here uh, some people that i haven't seen in probably since the last football season or at least um yeah probably last football season because remember you know we were we were still sort of i don't want to say fully in a lockdown but you know this time last year we were still trying to figure out you know, how to go about handling masking and vaccination rates and all of that so you know i get to see there's some people i get to see now i'm excited about that and basketball i actually get to see some people again so i'm, I'm looking forward to that i get to see uh, not just men's, women's basketball as well. So I'm really hopeful that we have a, a great start to the season and I get to see some of you again. And get to see some of you that I haven't seen before. Uh, I'm not sure where we're exactly going to set up yet for football, but I believe we're going to be out somewhere at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So I'm looking forward to getting an opportunity to to interact with you and and talk to you for a little bit as we uh, do our Pre-game show live from Jonesy Edwards Stadium. Uh, I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be back at the Henderson Center somewhere as well. I'm not sure yet. We got to make that work, but I believe I'm gonna be there as well. So at least I, I get to see some of you before the game, and you know maybe some of you after as well. So I'm looking forward to all of that, and of course. For those of you who can't join me, uh, we we'll got you covered right here. Uh, we'll be on 93.7 The Dog as well. So when we get back to uh, doing our pre- and post-game, we'll be, we'll be doing all of that here real soon. So we're just a few weeks away from all of that. And hopefully we've got a, a great football season ahead of us here and we've got a, a fun basketball season for us as well. I'm hoping we get to see that non-conference schedule soon for men's basketball. I'm sure that's going to be released soon. Again, there are some personnel changes at Marshall, so we, you know, we've got some transitioning as far as people. Uh, we will say goodbye to uh, Scott Hall. He has been covering a lot of sports in the sports information department for years, and if you follow, say, softball, you know he has called a lot of softball games. He has been out there for so many moments in softball. So, you know, he is going to pursue some other dreams and some opportunities. And hopefully he finds his way there. So, I just want to publicly say that uh, we're going to miss Scott Hall. But, you know, if you ever listen to a Marshall softball game on, uh, you know, I think they streamed a few of them, but, you know, primarily it was over on the student station. And he did a fantastic job. He's going to be tough to replace as far as the exposure because, again, you've got a lot of people who care about those Olympic sports, and I don't know if you have that universally in college athletics because it's football. It's football and everything else. Some schools, you know, as you're finding out, hey, baseball is a pretty big deal here. Mm-hmm. And at Coastal Carolina, they won a national championship at Marshall Won a soccer national championship, so there's some big deal opportunities here in other sports. So yeah, I don't know how they're going to replace him, but I feel uh, I feel for the replacement because uh, again, there'll be some opportunities, of course, for uh, for softball. I mean, I'm not saying softball's you know not going to be covered. And of course, yeah, I think Marshall's going to be doing a little bit more video streaming as well, as uh, Marshall has uh, continued to improve. Uh, its capabilities and increase its offerings, and you've got Jay Griffith who does uh, the herd vision stuff. He does a great job, and you're going to see more of that. I think I really think you're going to see more of that uh, as you get into the Sun Belt, because baseball is a big deal in this league. So you're going to see that. You know, I think the other sports, you know, there's a concern that yeah, um, yeah, you know, you know, they don't get enough exposure. So there's a push to get them more exposure. So. I'm pretty certain you're going to be seeing a, a lot more on ESPN Plus of Herd Athletics. So if you can't get to a game, you, know, you have opportunities there. And I think it's going to be across the board. So uh, Because, again, you're in a league where you know there's a push to make sure you're going to be on ESPN Plus. You're going to be on one ESPN platform or another. I don't have to sit there and look, okay, is the game going to be on Stadium this week or CBS Sports Network this week? Where's the game going to be? Do I have to go and find a way to watch this game? Do I have the right internet provider? What do I need here to do? No, it's so much better. It's so much better. And I give them credit at Conference USA. They tried some different things. It had the CUSA.TV. I tried that for a while, and that was just, it was not it was not ready for prime time. A little different here now with, uh, with the way things are progressing. And I'm glad Marshall's in a league that it, it feels like, even though you can call it a G5 group of five, it, it feels like you know, it's a it's a bigger league. It, it feel, yeah, the attitude is bigger. the The way it, it carries itself, it feels bigger. And with that said, we are out of time. I want to thank my guest. Joining us on the program today, the play-by-play voice of App State, Adam Witten. I appreciate him coming in. For our producer, Christian Palmer, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone.